This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 675 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm back. I'm your host, Christian Piles. We're back. Coming at you. This is my last FRL before Tokyo. I am leaving tomorrow. I'll be gone. That's it. I'm going. I'm going. I'm, I have back-to-back. It's a crazy thing. I have back-to-back COVID tests. I'm negative. It's all good. I have all the things, all my paperwork, I believe. Andy Hamilton and I, a day. You had to have one within 96 hours and one within 72. I'm negative on both. It's it's go time. No oh, so no turning done. back. You're done with the tests. I'm done with the tests until Are I get there. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. Get my nose is going to be violated repeatedly. Yeah, listen. The worst, the worst COVID test I took was a, a small Singaporean woman. Jammed that freaking thing so far up my nose, I was crying. My tears were coming down my eyes, and she was sitting there laughing at me because her freaking thing was up into my brain. The <laughs> weird thing is, so back to back days, they they've been jammed. It's it's the brain tickler for sure, and it's so weird because like you know you kind of close your eyes when it happens, yeah, and then they, they pull it out. But you, it feels like it's still there, so your eyes are closed. And like sh- the nurse is like walking away. I'm like, oh wait, it's not even in my nose anymore. But it feels yeah. there. Uh, yeah, not fun. Mike Mal said in Budapest, he said a woman grabbed like the back of his head like a collar tie and like shoved <laughs> yeah. He was like, he's I like had somebody did that to me once. Man, too. that's uh, that's uh, that's invasive. But yeah, um, who cares? Uh, just just a little testing to get to do something that's pretty pretty cool. Uh, so. Olympics top of mind for for everyone. We have a lot to get to today because the Olympics are coming up. They start Saturday. Big conference shakeup in collegiate sports, and it's going to impact wrestling one way or the other. Uh, but first, I think we want to start with the the topic of you know this of sports right now, which is Simone Biles mm-hmm. quitting the Olympics. Basically, quits quits the the competition. And, you know, for me, the um, I, I really am more interested in Ben's take. Um, I've been so, I guess, surprised with the reaction to it and the, um, I don't know, uh, I guess. Reaction's the fair. W- That's fair. Yeah, the, the reaction's been, been strange to me because I just, you know, this is not, an, uh, in athletics, it's a weird thing to quit. And it's rarely viewed as a good thing. And I just – I have a hard time understanding why this is like sort of being – I feel like it's being celebrated. And I don't and, and really that, understand that. Look, look at where we are in, in society right now, CP. Vic, victimhood is, is celebrated, right? As yeah. opposed As opposed to pressure is a privilege. Um, and that, that's a great thing to think about and great thing to tell kids. And I, I guess I'll just start with um, – 
I love that gymnastics is one on one. I love that wrestling is you know a single individual sport because it do, it does put so much pressure on you. And guess what else is going to put pressure on you? Life. Life mm-hmm. is going to put some pressure on you sometimes. And I told my daughter, my daughter when she was five, six, and seven really didn't like wrestling. And I said, you're you're going to do it till you're nine. And when you turn ten, you get to choose whatever sport you want. But at nine years old, you will go compete at least a few times. And and she has not competed. She's eight. She hasn't competed. But just for the simple fact of Go shake that person's hand. Have no one else out there to help you. Figure out some self-reliance because it takes courage. There's a lot of people who aren't willing to put themselves out there like that. And so courage is is something that should be celebrated. Now, by yes. the time you get to the level of athlete that Simone Biles is, and you're competing on the stages that she is, and I've, right, I've competed in the Olympics, a lot of very high-profile fights, um, there's a lot of pressure for all of us, for everyone. Now, I, I, you know, I tell the story about how I first really experienced pressure and I folded when I was 15 years old. And I kind of, I kind of developed a recipe for myself to handle it really well as I was in high-profile matches, whether it was the NCAA finals or the Olympic trials or the Olympics, right? Um, how, how, to, how, to, how to deal with it for myself um, and how to not let it negatively affect my competitive state. So all of these athletes deal with it. And honestly, I, I think it would have been a lot more courageous for her to be negatively affected by the, the pressure. It happens, right? We've, we've all know athletes who had terrible performances. Go out there, take, take an ass whooping on the gymnastics floor because you're not your best self. And then afterwards say, you know what? I was really struggling. I was in a bad place. I've never been there before. I was dealing with anxiety. And I had adversity that, that I just couldn't deal with. That would have been a lot more courageous then bowing out early and saying, I want to deal with my mental health because whether she deals with it now or she deals with it in a couple of days after the Olympics is over, she's still going to deal with whatever. And and likely, I, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure because I don't know everything's going on. Likely, all of those things will be alleviated once the Olympic Games is over, right? There is, for most athletes, there is a sense of relief when they build up to something. And then that something, win, loss, or draw, when that something is over, there is a sense of relief relaxation i know like all of my fights right at 21 fights when when you get done with it and you and there's nothing on the horizon you can eat whatever the hell you want and you get to go hang out late with your friends like yeah that's a sense of relief that, that anxiety and i dealt well with anxiety but the anxiety that had been building up to that one date in time is now gone right so i i think what we all appreciate about athletics especially really extreme high pressure athletics is the anxiety and the pressure that these people have to deal with to perform their best. And so, I, I mean, besides the state of society, I don't really understand uh, why it's being celebrated. And I, But I also don't know that we know the full story about Simone Biles. But to your point, it's more about the reaction of the commentary from the journalists. Like, there has – I think there has to be something <clears throat> we don't know going on. Like, how many Olympic medals has she won? Like So many. She's the GOAT of – women's gymnastics and like now she's just all of a sudden I, I can't deal with the pressure like she's been a star for a long time I think there's other external factors probably coming into play I don't think it's just a oh well, I have all these eyes on me in Tokyo I can't perform I, I don't know J- JD I know I I'm not I'm not gonna say the name um but some some people know who I'm talking about um I mentioned this to you, Christian, in a text this morning. Is there? There is a very high-profile wrestler who was in very many big matches, and 
he got to the third match of the Olympic trials finals and he didn't want to go out there. He didn't want to go out there. It was just, it was, at that point in time, it was just too much. And you know what? His, his coaches talked him into going out there and it turned out really well. Um, so I think for some people, you just don't know when that, that anxiety is going to hit. And sometimes it's, it's just some reaction that just comes to a head and all of a sudden, boom, it's there. It hits you. And it's like, how am I going to deal with this? And, and that's what it is. And that, that, that's why we love, that's why we love high pressure athletics because there's a lot yeah. of pressure because there's anxiety and you need to figure out how to deal with it. And that's what we want to see. I mean, you know who I was thinking about this morning, Christian, that maybe, maybe we don't give, uh, maybe I, I'll say I, I'll take you guys out of this. Maybe I don't give enough <laughs> credit to sometimes. Think about the effing anxiety on Spencer Lee. Mm-hmm. When this dude has to walk into the NCAA championships and he's thinking, I got to help Iowa win its first title in 11 years. And I ain't got no ACLs. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that. He knew that. He knew I'm going to go out on the mat every single time and I'm not going to be the wrestler that, that I could or should be if I had two ACLs. Think about the amount of courage that takes the, of being a shell of yourself and still stepping on the mat, shaking their hand and wrestling them. That's courageous. Right. Yes. And so that's what I'm saying with her. If she's experiencing these these crushing anxiety moments and she's still, you know, that her still going out to compete, that would that would show us a lot because then everyone would be able to say, no matter how I'm feeling, I'm still I'm still listen, I committed to doing this on August 3rd or August 2nd or whatever. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to try even even if I'm not my best, I'm going to get out there and try it. And hey, if I come up a little bit short, I come up a little bit short. And that that's how life works sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Simone should be vilified nor, you know, heap praise upon for for this thing. It's you know, she quit a competition. She's not a bad person. She's still one of the greatest to ever do it. Um, but one one thing I've been thinking about is like it's the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. Well, how much of that did she put on herself? She's the one sewing goats on her uniform. She put there's a goat on her uniform, right? That's yeah. like part of her comp. So. Yeah, if you call yourself that, you stitch it on your clothes. Maybe, Some maybe all buy that. It, they, they they build it up and they build it up and, they, and then they get there and they're like, oh shit! What I climbed this whole mountain. Whoops. What oh, and, then they, and they and then they look over the edge and they're like, oh damn, that's a long way down. Yeah, right. So I mean, like maybe, maybe she didn't go on your uniform and uh, not win. And then well, then not just not win, quit, and not quit yeah. because of injury, quit because. Well, I got a conspiracy that's, that's theory. You guys want to yeah. hear my other? You can't you do that my other... lose, so if you pull out, you don't oh, lose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that no, you nailed it, JD, on that one. But my other conspiracy theory. Good point. And that this goes with um, kind of the society of vi- victimhood culture. But the Olympics, I, I, and I don't know who makes the decision. So, if, I'm, if I get something a little bit technically wrong, you can correct me. The Gymnastics Olympic Committee wouldn't give her the proper scores for the difficulty of her moves because she's literally doing moves that nobody's ever done before. And I believe Mm -hmm. their statement was if other women tried this, it would be too dangerous for them. So therefore we are not going to reward Simone Biles. That is like uh, ridiculous. So maybe, Mm -hmm. yeah, that happened. That happened. So maybe like if I went to the Olympics and I was Simone and I was the goat um, of wrestling and I had won the previous one and all eyes were on me and they said, you know what, Ben, you won too many times in a row. You can only use one arm this time. Maybe Simone Biles gave him the double birds and said, you know what? Take your Olympics and shove it. What if that happened? I don't think that's the case. You never know. What if I told you you can only wrestle with one arm and you were the GOAT, JD? 
Okay. What if? I'm go. saying what if. I'm not saying this is what happened. I think I would still go win some more gold medals. Yeah, and I don't think and you I don't, would win I don't if think... you had one arm. Okay, well, this is not. That's not what is. <laughs> that's not comparable. Back, yes. Yeah, she's she's not she's not doing gymnastics with one arm. It's not near okay, that much there, of a it... restriction Ooh, that, that would be uh, for so wrestling. I I don't know. She wouldn't have gone. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no, I think this just came out in the last couple days, I believe, because she like she has these new routines. And remember, they every gymnastics yeah. routine they give you a level of difficulty or whatever that helps build mm-hmm. up your score. Mm-hmm. And they were really people were mad because her routines were not being scored appropriately um, to the level of difficulty. And they, they I, I don't remember where it came from. I wish I, I could cite it right now, but it said something to the effect of, "We don't want to score these because other women will then try them." And if they try them, there's a risk of injury or something that that's effect. So almost hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, also, yeah, you're you're really uh, hurting her ability to. Yeah, Larry Steele says that's like saying Ch- Kyle Dick's chest wrap is too good. It's only going to score one point now. Yes. Yes. Also, I mean, like people will did. start doing it, like eventually. Uh, Humans are yeah, evolving. Of course. Yes. Think yeah. about like the four minute mile, like the first time the dude did it. It was like incredible. Now, and now, now everyone's just, done. Yes. JD did it yes. on his way to the office. That's right. I did a four-minute beer mile. <laughs> four-minute beer mile. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was sort of an interesting thing. I mean, if you, um, imagine if, you know, one of our wrestlers did this. How would, what would we think about it if they um, – Well, I just think about – a different reaction. It, it's almost it's almost sexist in some regards because I mean I the, the sport I come from fighting if anytime someone pulls out even if they have a very valid reason they they, they tore their ACL in training that person is such a coward he's scared he doesn't want to fight it's like nah he tore his ACL right well maybe with Spencer Lee he'd get his ass out there and win a match anyways but most yeah. people would pull out of that you know so in fighting. Any any excuse not to show up on the day of day of the fight? I mean, people, yeah, they they go after people big time. So yeah, the the reaction being so different, and I honestly, I I tried reading once you text me about it. I read a story or two before. Once you text me this morning, I, I, I was I was almost late because I was uh, reading a whole bunch of stories. And there's, I wish there would be more from her. Like there's only a couple little quotes from her, and there's not. She doesn't go more in depth. Uh, into what the now issue is. I do believe she allowed a backup to step in and compete. So part yeah. of it could have also been her going, "I'm like way off. I'm way too stressed. Yeah. This backup will do better than me. Let but her go." I, I read an article from it was from 3 a.m. this morning, and it said that um, she decided not to compete in the individual all around. Also, correct. Right? Yeah. Um, did so, so well, she's going that too? Yes, but did a backup get a good take her place for Team USA? I believe so, yeah. Then there you go. I think a chunk of this is those girls probably train together. She has a relationship with them. And if she were to go out there and completely fail when she knew that she was going to fail because she has all this pressure on her, like. But is the number six gymnastics and the girl behind her been good? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're. Definitely one of the two or three best. But I mean, I'm saying if she's number one, and then how many people are on the gymnastics teams? Like five, maybe, or four, four, five. Around that, yeah. Then the number six is the number six really comparable? Even if I mean, like, think about the number six guy 
at uh, say seventy four kg. Like, well, if yeah. if Dake's out, we get the well. Burrows it's different in. because that's weight classes, and these are just overall. It's the mm. very best guy okay. in versus the six. Well, I don't know. To, to, wait to Ben's player, point, the, the drop off is tremendous. This is the greatest. Yeah, I, this is the greatest correct. to ever do it versus the number six she in America. Went out there and did the vault or whatever and messed up, and then was like, I really can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. So she did give it a try and then was like, nope, I'm way off. Okay, let my backup step in and get Team USA more points than I will. So the the, yeah. the last thing I uh, – um, I mean, I don't know if we want to get off this topic, but there there's absolutely something to be said for uh, courageousness, bravery. And, and, that, and to me, what that, a lot of what that means is when things aren't going your way, when there's signs of adversity, when things are hard, you step in and you do whatever it is anyways, because in life, you don't get to call timeouts sometime, right? And this is why I always tell the kids, I said, athletics is a great, it's athletics and especially individual athletics is a great representation of life. Because when you're going through something and you're a kid, you're 15 or you're 16, and you got to figure it out and it's hard, those are, that's great practice because listen, if you lose, it doesn't really matter all that much. I'm sorry, right? But let's say you're 32 and you're married and you got two kids and shit's getting hard. And now you have the ability to go figure something out and you have the ability to persevere when, when your family's well-being is on the line. Like that's what you want to learn those skills at 15 and 16, not when you're 32. Because when you're 32 and something's getting really hard. Consequences are a lot more severe. <laughs> you can't go hide in the closet and say, I'm not dealing with this. Because listen, food ain't going to be on the table. So figure it out early in life, and wrestling wrestling is a great place to figure it out. Uh, you know, so is individual sports. Amen. Amen. Appreciate your appreciate your perspective on that, Ben. Uh, Christian, um, can I get you to get pissed right now? This Ru- man, Russia I, was supposed to be banned from this Olympics. What? It says <laughs> Russia, it's an ROC, and then it says Russia in the parentheses. Russian Someone get mad about this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, they they the IOC can't stand up to uh to Russia in a real way. The uh there's they're just powerless against them, right? Yeah. And we saw it in 2016 when they were out and then everyone got in uh, uh and they were able to wrestle under the the Russian flag and do all the other competitions and it's, it's no different here with ROC makes no difference at all. Russia I guarantee doesn't really care that much they're just like whatever i mean it's it's um look the ioc has no integrity they don't care they want money (laughs) no yeah they don't care and it's so bad yeah i mean it's it's which it's understandable it's okay but don't hide behind this um character shield of the olympics and amateurism yeah integrity and this and that yeah it's it's uh it's really fraudulent, and you know what? So are the are the Olympics the Olympics without Russia? No. Yes, yes, they freaking are. <laughs> they are. Listen, it happened nineteen eighty four. It happened. If if they're not, and there's still a somewhat of an asterisk next to every gold medalist. Listen, I want Russia. That I in probably if I can choose, no JD, right or no? Because I'm sure I'm sure Russia's not as good at all those other sports. In wrestling, there is an yeah. asterisk. But listen, I I'm not not calling. Randy Lewis, an Olympic gold medalist. I am calling Randy Heck Lewis no. an Olympic gold medalist. That's true. And whoever else yeah. won that year. 
than seven others. And and but that that's different. So them not going for political reasons is is very different to me than they were them not being uh, them too. not being allowed. Well, for sure they were, but that's not why they weren't there. So yes, if they right. if, if the if the reasoning was differently, it's like no, the IOC or WADA or whoever it was kicked them out of the '84 Olympics because of state uh, sponsored doping. I would say they they shouldn't be there because they were trying to cheat. So therefore, if they weren't there right now in 2021 because of widespread cheating in basically all sports, other than like figure skating and maybe like one other one where it was. It was pretty, it didn't help. All the way around. They were giving them something else that we didn't know about from that. Something, <laughs> something. Just not HGH, you know? Yes. Exactly. So I, if they weren't there, and I remember in 16, we interviewed Burroughs about this. It was actually on FRL. And he was like, man, I want to compete against other clean competitors. That's something, a choice yes. I've made is to complete compete clean. I want that playing field to be just about who has worked the hardest, not who is chemically altered. And you know what? I'm sure that some Americans have lost to some chemically altered guys. You know, it, it happened to Travell uh, with his Olympic run. He got ended up with a medal in uh, because yeah. of Timazov testing positive. So it's it's a uh, it's a mess. So well, people especially said he liked that. He liked when his opponents though because it felt it gave him a mental advantage that they were so weak that they had to take steroids. I always think that's something that people yeah. uh, did to like uh, talk themselves into being more confident against yes. steroid users. Um, or, or sorry, I'll say, I'll say PED because we don't know if they're all steroids. Yeah, but I mean, especially when went through the uh, what was the report called again that exposed all this? I'm blanking right now. Uh. The steroid report. Uh, anyway, okay. Well, if, if there's a name, I want to say it, Mitchell, I but I don't think it is. I think I that was like Mitchell was the baseball. Was the baseball. That was the baseball. That was baseball. One. Yes, whatever that report was. I mean, there are there are many many positive tests. It's not like this is. Uh, we think this happened, or this may have happened. Like this did happen. It's very well documented that this happened. So it's not like you're punishing something someone that doesn't deserve to be punished. You're punishing whole bunch of people who are very deserving in the punishment yes no no doubt and there's maybe a small bit of collateral damage with that but i think yes. small is the key word so yes. but they're gonna be there you know we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of russians in our way you know uh they're they're yes. bringing an amazing team and I, I enjoy watching them wrestle but you know there's other things that go along with that so We'll get maybe a little more into that here in a little bit. But, man, Ben, the the Big 12, your conference, is all over the place. What's Missouri ju just got yeah, back in. Yeah, for Missouri. Missouri just got back in, and now just as, I don't know, it's about to crumble. Oklahoma and Texas are running. Yeah, they're gone. For the SEC, two, I mean, the two biggest pillars for the Big 12, gone. Just like that. I mean, that'd be like, I don't know what it'd be like. I don't want to say, it'd be like Penn State and Ohio State leaving the Big Ten. Uh, yeah, you know? maybe, even, maybe even more so. I feel Michigan, like Ohio State, Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like Michigan and Ohio State leaving the Big Ten. It's just sort of, um, they're just, they're so linked. Yeah. I feel like the implicate, people don't even know 
kind of what the implications of this are going to be yet. Obviously, they know they're going to be really big, but especially, I don't really care about football, but especially as wrestling is concerned, they don't know. I feel like... We should start caring about football because that's going to dictate pretty much everything. Yeah. I feel like the Big 12 might just be dissolved. Uh, That's the way it could very well end up. Yeah. I mean, that, that... it, I think Big it's 12, the most likely scenario Big 12 is probably going to fold completely. It will <laughs> cease to the exist. the most likely scenario? Oh, you guys are serious. I didn't. I was I, thinking I'm like this absolute <clears throat> small possibility. No, was, I would say it's more likely than anything, any other outcome that the Big 12 really? just folds. So how soon? I, I think it'll be. It'll depend because Texas and Oklahoma have uh, their contracts technically run through 2023. I thought it was longer than that. I thought it was or like 2025. 2025, I think. So that that's got to be. Figured out, so it could be as far down the line as that, but probably, probably won't be. Probably be sooner than that. So it's gonna be a little. It's gonna be a little bit, but I, they're going right. They're gonna go to the SEC, and then what's that domino mean? Where do the other conferences go? There's the immediate kind of reshuffling involved, and it's all speculative, of course. But like Iowa State and Kansas to the Big Ten. And then West Virginia to the ACC and Oklahoma State and uh, some of the other Big 12 schools to the Pac-12. So it's going to get widely, you know, shuffled. I know, I know for a fact that after uh, after the news about Texas Oklahoma came, there's Pac-12 wrestling coaches actively recruiting Western uh, wrestling conference teams. You know, the the Utah Valleys, et cetera, et cetera, to to join the Pac-12. So it's already. So wasn't um wasn't the Big Twelve? I don't know much about football. I just pay attention to wrestling, MMA, and and maybe disc golf. Um, mm-hmm. but the Big Twelve was at BCS conference, correct? Yeah, Power Five. Oh yeah. So will they? Will there be a different conference that gets BCS designation, or will they just eliminate uh, and make it only four BCS conferences? Probably depends on where teams actually end up. Um, but most likely just Power Four. Damn. Yeah, I think I think, and they're going to move to a twelve-team playoff in the next couple of years. So that's going to be less important at that point in time, anyways. Twelve-team playoff. Jeez, college football is getting just crazier and crazier. Because when I stopped paying attention, I think they had just went to a four. So yeah, now they're at twelve. Well, they're not there yet, but they're it's going to get there. Oh my gosh, wow. which will be insane. And so I I think. I think that will be less and less of a important thing, like being from yeah, a power this conference. More opportunities. Like the Central Floridas are going to get into the playoffs yes. now, The those kind of teams. So hmm. it's not going to be like if you're a Big 12 champ, that's not going to really hold the cachet necessary. It's not, it's not going to mean anything in terms of you just need to be in the top 12, basically. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, so it's like, all right, well, how's it going to affect wrestling? Is, oh, oh, SEC is going to get wrestling everywhere. No, actually, of can this not. can we can we start this? This debate can go into something else because someone else talked to me last night and they said, um, you know, Tom Brands just got that gigantic raise. Congratulations, oh, yeah. Tom Brands! Shout oh, out Tom Brands! Shout out. But they said, do you see this as positive or negative? And I, you know what? I, I'm somewhere in the middle on it because the way I view college athletics is it, it's like when a bear is chasing you. You don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster than the other people running from the bear. And so the way I view college athletics is programs are going to get dropped because colleges are going to be operating at a deficit for the majority of them, right? And it's the ones who are operating at less of a deficit than others 
who are going to be cut. And so wrestling is this small budget sport, which obviously also does not have a lot of revenue bringing in. But so mm-hmm. because they don't have a lot of revenue and they also don't have a lot of expenses, the, the deficit is not as big as maybe some other sports. So like we just saw, I, the University of Iowa just cut programs like two years ago, and wrestling was obviously not one of them. But if other coaches want to get paid what Tom Brands is, or not even maybe exactly that because he's the national champ, but say they want to raise because Tom Brands got a raise, is that negative for the sport because that's going to put all of the programs at a larger deficit when they're and when the athletic commissioners look at them, um, is that going to make it more likely to be cut? Hmm. I don't think so. Uh, I don't. I mean, because I think like Iowa is a rare circumstance where they can afford to pay a coach over half a million dollars a year, right? Yeah. But I don't see that plus benefits. Plus benefits. It doesn't even count the benefits. Four, I meant rewards. Four hundred one k performance bonuses. I think good dental as well and vision. But so I'm yeah, saying. so like when we're talking about the SEC possibly adding wrestling, yeah, is uh, is uh, um, are they going to say, oh my gosh, well if we have to pick up wrestling, it's going to cost us this much money. But if we pick up, I don't know what's another small sport, it's only going to cost that much money. Are we going to pick up the other smaller sport? Or do you think that's not even figured into their calculations? I don't think that's figured into the calculations, and I don't think SEC is looking to add wrestling. I don't think we're going to see it. I think Oklahoma's going to have to find a home elsewhere for wrestling, obviously, because SEC doesn't yeah. have it. Are they going to go? Are they going to try to join an ACC or a or a you know a, just a wrestling conference like EIWA? I mean, those are the things. SoCon. Those are the conferences they're going to have to look at because Big Twelve's not going to exist. Okay, they're not going to get to go just jump into the Big Ten. The Pac-12 is not going to um, have them. I can't imagine. So they're they're going to have a some weird options. Nothing's going to fit cleanly if you're not competing in the conference that you're actually affiliated with. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe JD's got some action pulled up. Maybe they look uh they Ooh. look there. I don't know. But it's it's a weird. Uh, a weird circumstance for for Oklahoma, West Virginia to the ACC makes so much sense. Like I feel like they should have been in the ACC all along. <laughs> yeah. Like why weren't they? Like their all biggest rival is. Um, they were all sports. All, all sports. I think they should be all sports. They were in the okay. Big East, then they joined the Big Twelve, and I think they're they're a much cleaner fit in the ACC. They got that rivalry with Pitt. Pitt is you know now in the ACC. Um. Virginia Tech, West Virginia rivalry. So I, that makes sense in in a lot of different ways. I think it'd be great for I think it'd be great for wrestling too. Mm-hmm. Um, as as the ACC is emerging and uh, doing a great job to add another solid program would be awesome. So I don't know about them. And then Oklahoma State and all these other Big Twelve. I mean, Big Twelve is like the biggest conference uh, for yes. wrestling, right? As most teams. So now, where do all these programs go? I think a lot of them are going to end up in the Pac-12. Maybe we see Iowa State in the Big Ten. That would be wild and kind of cool. And I think would be beneficial for – got to figure it would be beneficial for the Iowa State wrestling program, right, just to be – It's the Texas football argument. That's why they want to go to the SEC partially, you know. You, yeah. You're in that big-time conference, and you think you can get big-time recruits because of it because a lot of recruits just want to play in the SEC. Yep, yep. So it could have that effect, and that you know, if if a what I'm most interested or curious or hopeful for is if a Kansas 
joins the Big Ten like is being speculated, and we're so far from that, would they then have to add wrestling? wrestling? That would be nice, get some uh, Jayhawk wrestling, which, uh, you know, Kansas has some pretty good wrestling. It's not not a, yeah, they got some Kansas City's got some solid people. Yeah, for sure. You're, you're, they don't have the volume of of like shout elite guys. Knocks in in. Shout, shout out to a lot of guys. You know, um, you know that's where Kendrick Maples from. Tyler Shazer. Caldwell, John right. Caldwell. Oh yeah, Zach Roberson. I, I always forget Sean Bunch is from Kansas. The entire McCormick family, all the McCormicks, every McCormick, even Cyrus McCormick. Okay. So, the conference realignment will probably be an ongoing topic of discussion for the next couple of years. Uh, yes. So, we don't want to have all the conversation. But we'll speculate about it um, from time to time, I suppose. Mm. Uh, minor it, recruiting news. It's also just interesting to see just, like, talking kind of about the IOC, just they hide behind, you know, amateurism, <laughs> amateurism and whatnot. The, these conferences, it's all money. And it's, it's all money. Yes, and it's all just focused on college football. And it's interesting to see now it's just blatantly out in the open. It really is like no one's even trying to hide it anymore. It's just, no, where can we be the most secure and get the most money? <laughs> yep. And, Which, and the, with college football. <laughs> one thing that was brought to my attention today, it's like these conferences that are looking to add teams, they're not just going to – they don't you're, – you're not going to see the Big Ten just add teams, add teams. You have to, like, bring something because they – the way these media rights deals work, they're splitting a pie of, let's say, 100. And if they add two more teams, then the the pie is split between, instead of 14 teams, 16 teams. And so those two teams need to increase that pie by enough that it makes it worse so that the rest of the conference is not taking a, a pay cut, essentially. So yeah. that's um, that's also a factor that has to be considered. Shout out to my, my our, our main uh, correspondent Kyle Brackey who helps helps me uh, understand yeah, this stuff. Coordinate. Um, Kyle Brackey helped me on uh, some Twitter searching yesterday. Also, oh yeah, yes sir. What did he tell you to just mm-hmm. type it into the search bar? Yeah, Brack- no, no <laughs> Ben, you're not, not the most resourceful if, finder if, of things. If he, uh, you know what? If I would have tried that, it wouldn't have worked. He told me how to make it work, JD. Okay, good, <laughs> good, good. Um, <laughs> We're, yeah, Kyle's gonna come back on the show at some point, maybe after uh, after go. the Olympics or something. Um, mm-hmm. Catch up with him, but he's doing good. He's doing good. Okay, hey, we are half of our team, so we're all in Japan. Um, not us, but the teams over there. They've been in, in the uh, the town of Nakatsagawa, I believe is how it's pronounced, and they are. Um, now half of our team has made the move. You can see the video here from USA Wrestling's Instagram. Like the Greco and uh, I think most of the women's freestyle making their way and look at their – they're getting a cool send-off from – in the. go I'll ahead. Put my tinfoil hat on here for a minute, but all these people were hired by the Japanese government to welcome <laughs> Team USA. Look, the biggest no, there, are, there are protests going on right now in Tokyo protesting these Olympics. And then you got these people here waving and waving American flags and cheering on Team yeah, USA, but, these Japanese but, people. No, JD, I, if, I if you went to LA, LA would, be, LA would be protesting because that's just what L, people in LA do. And then if, they, if you sent the Japanese team to the Midwest, the whole city would be out there pumped with no masks on, just getting jacked that the Japanese team was there. That's true. 
Yes. Man. I'm guessing it's something like that. Uh, well, I, I still think most of those Midwestern people would be waving American flags, not Japanese flags. Well, yeah. yeah. And holding signs that say, go USA, not go Team USA. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would say, I, no, I, th- I think the Japanese are, are actually, you know, excited about it more more so than maybe it's being put out there i don't know we'll see what it's like on the ground in, in tokyo i guess I'll yeah, be. I, look are you coming on the show next week so that's what i was just gonna we say might not have a show because there's wrestling in the mornings yeah i don't know what y'all are gonna do y'all y'all need to figure uh figure that out but i um, got funky fresh next I wanna, week. It's, we're gonna have tough times here yeah but uh you know we're gonna have the watch parties going on throughout which mm-hmm. is gonna be exciting but yeah i want to call in at at some point uh you know we'll we'll have a some overlapping time. The time zones are crazy. It's like 13 hour difference. But um, yeah, I still want to come in and check in from the from Tokyo. Give you guys some insight what it's like on the ground there. Um, on the ground reporter. On the ground. Uh, but it'll be probably just me in a hotel room. But <laughs> on the ground, for sure. <laughs> so, have you ever been to Tokyo, Ben? Uh, I've flown through the Tokyo airport. I think three times. Uh, I actually flew through. I remember I landed in Tokyo, and Ronda had just been knocked out. I missed the fight by uh, Holly Holm. That was when I was in Tokyo. So funny, yeah. right? Funny memories. Uh, no, I want to go to Tokyo, but I have not been there. All right. Um, very interesting. Hey, can we talk about the Gable news? Yeah, let's talk about it. Why don't you key it up there, well, JD? Um, well, maybe Ben. Ben might actually know... Dave Martin. Uh, yeah. Gable signed with uh, a pretty prominent MMA agent over the weekend. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know. Man, I was kind of thinking, and I had heard, heard a really good argument as to why there's no way Gable was coming back to college wrestling uh, next year from someone who's relatively, not super close to the Minnesota program, but we'll say relatively close to the Minnesota program um, at Fargo. They, they said there's no way he's coming back. And now with this news, um, man, it kind of feels like why would he bother doing some NIL marketing deals unless he was planning on coming back? Because if not, you just wait, you know, two weeks till the Olympics is over. You say, I'm going to go do MMA or WWE, and then you sign contracts for that. Um, This kind of makes me feel like he's coming back. It definitely makes me feel like he's not going to go to WWE because – uh, I feel like WWE very closely controls which sponsorship deals you have as an athlete, and uh, this makes me feel like that is not going to happen. Okay, so uh, if you're just listening, um, we put up Ariel Hawani's tweet, and it said he signed an NIL marketing deal with famed MMA manager Dave Martin. What is an NIL marketing deal with an MMA manager? Like, what does that entail? Yeah. I don't know exactly what he means with that verbiage. I'm assuming he just means that Dave Martin went and got him a whole bunch of sponsorships. Right? Got I it. mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking, uh, which is now permissible under the NIL rules. Um, but so, you know, obviously the other, two other career paths potentially for Gable would be mixed martial arts or WWE if he chooses not to come back and wrestle. Um, mixed martial arts, um, I guess you could probably keep some of those deals. Um, but if you get signed by someone like the UFC, which the UFC doesn't generally sign prospects, but maybe maybe they would in, in this case, 
um, then obviously you would be restricted there by their policies, right? Because you can't have uh, sponsorships that oppose them. Venom uh, is the official gear sponsor, so you can't wear anything else on Fight Week, which drastically brings down the money that you can make. Um, but, you know, Dave Martin knows that, so maybe he signed the appropriate deals. But like I said, I had heard that it was more likely that he's going to the WWE, which they're very restrictive on what you can and can't do because they get a lot of the deals for the athletes. Yeah, that's that's gonna be. I I still think he's coming back. I thought he was coming back for a while. I thought at the trials, you know, talking to people, he's he's gonna come back. Um, that's my read. I think he will be back. I think he wants to go out, uh, win the NCAAs in front of a crowd. That's what like. That's a very Gable thing. I mean, he's going to win the Olympics, I think, uh, in front of an empty stadium. I think he's not going to want to end his wrestling, his competitive wrestling career like that. Um, finish his degree, right? Don't don't leave a year early and not get your degree. He's like, I think he's a year away from graduating, which I think that would be mm-hmm. awesome too. So who knows what he's going to do? His world could completely change it, and, and you know, a week can change from now, right? Who knows what we're going to be saying about Gable yeah. at that point? But, but he did. Wasn't he wins, number one in our draft, Christian? With the draft a couple weeks back, was he number one or was Spencer number one? Pick. I can't recall. I would probably. Um, no, Gable wasn't number one because there was the chance that he leaves. Yeah. That you don't. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did just I think college. I was the first pick, and I said I don't pick him because he's. Because I got Gable. I might have even. You got him late. Third. Yeah. Third or yeah. fourth. Yeah. Good point. I don't know how, and I, you know, I. I think a lot of these athletes, even the ones as prominent as, as Gable and Roman and Spencer, I think it's going to be sort of uh, – I, I don't think these guys are going to be raking in all the cash. You know, I, th- I think it's going to be really s- a small thing in, in the beginning, even for like the most popular wrestlers, right? Um, so, you know, which well, I don't is know. I feel like fun, I feel but... like the top couple will sign good deals. I feel like the top couple – and especially because there's – I feel like – and not a lot, Christian. I'm saying maybe two to two to five somewhere in there, um, because also there's probably going to be some in, uh, some companies who think the endorsements are worth more than they are. Right? They think, oh, if I just sign Spencer Lee, this is going to happen to my company. Like I feel like that could definitely happen before they realize that they're not going to get as much value as they thought they would out of some of these athletes. Right. Right. So. Um... That's cool stuff. I, I guess we already talked about the brand's uh, extension. It's through 2028, I believe. Um, the reigning NCAA champ is from Chad um, Lystico. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but he's a very prominent Iowa um, journalist, covers the university Check thoroughly. Blue Jay. Yeah, Blue Jay. Oh, Lystico. Got it. He put it in his Twitter bio, like a, <laughs> like a true big J. Uh the reigning state champ will earn $525,000 in base salary, guaranteed oh. income plus bonuses in 26, 27, 27, 28. This has to make him the highest paid wrestling oh, yeah. coach. Um, but we don't know what Kale makes really because well, – I thought he was a state employee. So Penn State is this weird public but private sort of amalgamation. They're not like – they're not like – they're a – they're not a true state school in that way. Right. So they don't they do not have to sometimes their salary stuff will leak, but it is not something like that has to be reported. Reported like 
from the a public. state. Like you could just go and you can see all mm. the University of Iowa employee salaries, right? That's like a, something that's a, available. But for this, it's uh, it's not. So we don't really know. And you know, I'm sure that's something we'll probably never find out because it's Kale's not, Kale's not going to want to disclose. He's a very private person, so I'm sure the idea of his salary being out there would be the last thing he'd want. So for all we know, Kale makes a million dollars a year, but I don't, I don't think it's probably that. So at least we can say, I guess we could say safely, it's the, the highest known salary in college wrestling. That's fair, for sure. That is fair. Did, did it come it out Rob Cole is making? Well, no, other than um, the, the Twitter rumors were way off and just, like many of them, just made up out of thin air secondhand information that immediately gets tweeted without actually knowing and so he's he's he said no it's not that i'm betting we could find it and he made it sound like um it's about what he was at for 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 cornell maybe it's a little more but not what um was reported i feel like man i still feel like it'd have to be way more than cornell because the Palo cost Alto. of living in Palo Alto versus the cost of living in Ithaca, Ithaca New York. It's got to be, I don't know, double, triple, something crazy. Big number. But the thing is, so this is something I learned. Like oh, they, yeah, they, they set them up with house. They get right. housing. Right. Yeah. That, that's a huge value. <laughs> like that's a Palo chunk. Alto, that's like that's 100000 a, a year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you imagine you already start with, with housing. That's, uh, yeah, you're that's right. a good start. And I'm betting Rob Cole's been pretty good with money through his uh, throughout his years. So, yeah. um, you know, he ain't gonna be hurting. So, don't know what he's at. I'm sure he's doing great. Um, it would be kind of cool just to have like a list of all the Division One coaches' salaries if we could just like put all that together. Um, but I don't know how much. What yeah. I'm curious how what percentage we could get. Um, like how many of them? Anyway, and maybe no one would even care. Yeah, I think people would care, but who knows? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, I guess we haven't had a show since our uh, cadet world team, the the women's cadet world team, won gold for the first time gold. in U.S. history. What a tremendous performance by them. Historic. Never happened. It's great. We had uh, three golds, which is which is incredible. Emmett Elor won it the last day, and I think that actually locked it for us. Uh, so very exciting, you know, to get silver on the men's freestyle side and gold for for the ladies. Very exciting future for for our, our wrestlers, and I'm sure Christian, some wrestlers uh, will be seeing. Go ahead. So is that is that M- Emmett Elor? Is she going to wrestle um, the woman from Texas who won juniors and cadets? Who's number one then, or what? Kylie Welker. That, that would like be a great way? idea. We've no, got, not yeah. Kylie Welker. Not Kylie Welker. Um, the she was from Texas. Oh, 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 at Fargo? Yes. Oh, yeah, that would be a fire match. Because that's like the same oh. weight. 69 kg is 150, somewhere around 152 for sure. Yeah, maybe. Uh, they are working on who's number one matchups uh, as we speak. We've got quite a few locked in. Some really great matches on the when, men's when and women's it? side. Man, I think we're going to start announcing probably this week some of the matchups. Ooh. What are you mo- which one are you most excited about? Don't tell I won't tell anyone if you tell me right now. I won't tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> All right. Since you're not gonna tell anyone and I trust you, Ben. No. Yes. Nice try. Uh okay. So that oh, was exciting. On. Which one are you most excited about? Tell me. No. 
No. <laughs> no. I won't tell anyone, Christian. I know you won't. I know. Your word is your bond, but I'm just, you know, it's, it's JD I'm not sure about. Okay. Got a big mouth. Yeah, he's got a big mouth. So, mm-hmm. Brady Berge is going to be an assistant at South Dakota State, which is pretty cool, considering he's like, he could wrestle next year. He like has eligibility. How many years eligibility? Uh, Didn't he have two years left? Because well, of with year? the because of the COVID year, I think he did have two left. It's crazy, but um, yeah, crazy. But you know, he's I think he's definitely been at Penn State four years and graduated and all that. So mm-hmm. time to move on. Good pickup for for Damian Hahn uh, as yes. they they're continuing to build up in Brookings. Good pickup there. Also, Vinny Zerbin to Northern Colorado. Good pickup for Coach Nickerson who. Continuously, continuously and consistently recruits really well. Hibernation mm-hmm. is over, baby. Hibernation is over. <laughs> okay, and then there's a question here that's not a question from friends. I don't know who wrote this, Ben or JD, but if Kyle Dake oh. beats Sitikoff and wins gold, where does that put him in the all-time great U.S. wrestlers list? High. Super high because you're um, talking four-time hmm. NCAA. Uh, a two-time world and an Olympic champion. That just alone gets you and in a class. Off Burrows. And, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. consistently – he has wins over David Taylor. He has a win over Jaden Cox. He has beaten Jordan Burroughs. Uh, he beat the man Jordan Burroughs couldn't beat. Yes, that will that will assume a win over Sitikoff. So tough. Oof. It, yeah, it's uh, he's gonna be up there, and also throw in the fact: what if he, if he wins, and, and then, then he, worlds? then he wins worlds <laughs> a couple months later in October. Now we're talking four, and we're talking close to number one, and then we, you know what else we're talking about? We're talking about four in a row, which is rarefied air. You know, it's only one other person. because Bro, Bros did uh, 11, 12, 13, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but four. Is a different thing, but he still got it to do right. Right now, he's a he's a two time world champion and a non Olympic weight. We all think he's going to do it. I really think he's going to do it, and I think if he does it here, I think he's even more likely to do it again in in October. Yeah. Oh yeah. So for sure. he he's he's up there, man. He's he's entering a class. He's he he won't pass Burroughs at that point. He won't pass you know he really? won't be in the John or the Bruce. One. You think he passes Burroughs? Going this 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 is a guy. So won, Burroughs has five titles, 60, correct? No, four. Five and then and then um, five. Yeah. Plus double third. Yes, some bronzes. So there. I I made so I made the argument. Uh, this is probably twenty sixteen or seventeen. Tommy Rollins on my first wrestling podcast, T Rowan Funky Show. Shout out Tommy Rollins. Miss you, buddy. Um, we had a top ten. <laughs> Greatest American wrestlers of all time. I put Kyle Dake in my top ten of all time, mm-hmm. and I I said at that point in time there. So this is before there was a seventy nine kg. I said, listen, if this guy could make a team, he would win world titles. And you know, we I made the argument that now we only have six slash seven weights, um, whereas in the John Smith era uh, we had ten weights. And if we had ten weights, Kyle Dake would be winning world titles. And guess what? I, that came to fruition. They made ten weights. Kyle Dake won world titles. And guess what? They competed um, against one Russian. And they competed against one Russian. So, so it was and much, no much. Yeah, it was much, much easier. easier. It was much easier. 
um, back then to win world titles than it is right now. And so I had put, I think, Kyle Dick eight or nine on my all-time list. And now that's coming to If Kyle Dick would have had the opportunity to wrestle at a weight class that would have been had if there was 10 weight classes, he could have who knows how many world titles, but he might never have lost, right? Especially the Olympics. So what? I am Hold considering on. what? What are you what are you gonna complain about, Christian? His weight was seventy four. No listen. He couldn't Christian, make the team. No. no, this is crap. This is crap. They, Don't give he me could not make the you're team. gonna get me fired up. Christian, there was ten weight classes. So when you're considering how great anyone prior to nineteen ninety six was, when you're considering their level of greatness, also consider that there was ten weight classes. You have mm-hmm. to consider if we give Kyle Dake Meaning from if the Kyle year, Dake wrestled in the eighties, he would yeah. have a couple world titles to his name. He already, might have eight, eight by now. He might have eight. We don't know. We might he might have eight world titles. When did Kyle Dake graduate college? 2012? 12, right? Or thirteen. I cannot believe in 13. the in your hold, Answer hold my on. question. I gotta stop. Answer you. my question. No, in answer my question. When did he graduate? Twelve? Thirteen? Thirteen. 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 He might have eight world titles by now. There's a chance. Remember when he kicks Sargush's butt? So your your uh, argument for Dake into the all-time top three, I guess, is what you're saying. Well, you're, I, you're, no, you're, I, I you're, think well, he's already on. there. I, I think he's already in the top four. I think he's in the top four for sure. No matter what, if he wins, he's in the top four. And I think I think there's arguments to be made for him to move up higher than that for sure. Well, you're basically it, – it helps his argument, the fact that you're just handing him like five world titles because he was behind Jordan Burroughs. Like that, that to me is like – that cannot be a, a factor in someone's GOAT is that they would have won world titles if – well, one, his weight class was 74 kilos. It's not like that's a stretch for him. That's his best weight. He wasn't but the best Christian, guy in America at that take- weight class. If you take 60, what was it, 61 or 62 away from John Smith or whatever his weight class was then, because back then there was multiple weight classes in that same range. If you give him 55 or uh, 65, I don't – listen, maybe he wins – it's John Smith. John Smith is the greatest, right? Maybe he still wins world titles at one of those weight classes, but it's going to be harder. It absolutely is because John Smith's weight class was – was it 136? What weight is that? 62, 63? I don't know. Somewhere in there. 62 yeah. kilos. Yeah. 62. It's going to be harder for him to win at 65 or for 55. It's going to be harder. When there's six weight classes, it's harder to win world titles and make world teams than when there's 10 weight classes. This is really simple math. Okay. So, yet, the fact that Jordan Burroughs was able to make those teams and keep him at bay... That's like you're not even factoring in the fact that, that he actually made the team, beat him out, and won the medals. You're letting Kyle Dake be an eight-time champ now. I didn't say and that. And passing Burroughs because he wins one Olympics. No, you're saying he would have I, eight. And you're, you're, you're saying he would have eight, and then that's you're using that to prop him up into the Burroughs-John Smith-Bruce strata. No, no, he's already in that. Guys, he's he's... He, if he wins the Olympics, he's in that strata. Those those are the top four. Yes, maybe yes, you could if argue, he wins the Olympics. Maybe, may, well, that was the question. Maybe we could argue that Mark Schultz is in that, that strata also. Those five, right? But there's not really anyone else. So my argument that I'm making for Kyle Dake would also apply to Jordan Burroughs. So if my argument that I make for Kyle Dake also applies to Jordan Burroughs, making him even greater than he is, and that, that would then put him above John Smith, right? Because... 
the, the, the circumstances he's winning under are more difficult than the circumstances that John won under. So yes, if the argument applies to Kyle Dake, it would also apply to Jordan Burroughs. It would probably bump them both up to number one and two of all time. Especially especially in, Octo- in October, if Kyle wins the Olympics, which was the que- that was the question that we're answering right now, mm-hmm. then he turns around and wins the world title, which is if he wins the Olympics, he's very likely also wins the world title. And then Jordan goes 79 and wins that world title. They're number one and two. With without a doubt, they are number one and two. Okay, uh, I don't dis- I don't disagree with that uh, being being. Possible. Hey, um, there we go. Now you're over. <laughs> on the, but the right I, side. I felt like you were. I feel like you were using it to piggyback Jordan, which I feel like if no Jordan, it should be an to, amplifier. Applies to Jordan. Yes, it applies. Okay. The logic applies to Jordan also. But I mean, you think of someone like you know. Uh, but the, the weight class thing matters. So you think of someone like James Green. Um, you know, if you permanently take away 70, oh, you say James Green, oh, he's just, he's just another guy that's really good but could never make an American team, right? Mm-hmm. And then you give him a, a weight class that's actually a weight class he should be wrestling because six weight classes is not enough for grown human beings. We need more, okay? So if you if you take that away, you say he's just another guy that could never make the team. He's a really good wrestler. But you give him 70, which is the weight, right weight class for him. You say, wow, this guy is a two-time world medalist. He, you know, he's getting close to world title. He could potentially win a world title. And, you know, especially with James's career, you consider twice, twice he had to try to go down to 65, which was not the right move for him. If he just had 70 the whole time, you know, we might be looking at a guy who wins how many world slash Olympic medals. Yeah, no, no disagreements there. Okay. Um, yeah, so it'll be it'll be curious to see where these guys end up in the, you know, hold on, a name we're not saying that needs said, a name that didn't Kyle get, Snyder. Kyle Snyder. I'm wearing a shirt. He's right got now. three right now. Yeah. So but, your question so should do we not count two? That would make it two, more two fun. Olympic golds and two. Wins Kyle over wins. possible goat is if if both Kyles win, Snyder is is squarely ahead of Kyle is like uh on Burroughs. Kyle Snyder is on like the Burroughs heels, like if, approaching John. If he does it, if he does, if if he wins, yeah. does he surpass Burroughs? If he wins Olympics, no, I don't. I don't feel like it. Two Olympic golds. Two Olympic golds. And but the Olympics is just like the World Championships. It's the same thing. Just because it's the, the no, because there's only six, only six. Mm-hmm. But it's the right weight classes for them. That's true. It makes it a little bit harder, but when it's the right weight class, it's good. And then, so my argument would be in the off years they have the World Championships and the other ones, right? Um, mm-hmm. But on the on weight classes, it, it's kind of the same thing, um, except you know, obviously the, the field is slightly condensed. As opposed to like a James Green situation, which he, you know he's the most evident one, where it just sucks for him because he's not neither one of the weight classes is the right weight class. But yeah, I mean, I mean Kyle, so Kyle Snyder. Okay, if if Kyle Snyder and Kyle Dake both win, I think they're both top five, and you could make good arguments for them moving higher, especially if they win again in October. Then you could really start making arguments for it being Dake. Burroughs, Snyder, one, two, three, and then we're in this um, ultimate era of United States wrestling. Yeah, um, I mean, you if you go if Kyle goes one, 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 two, three, one, uh, one in, a, in October, another one. Yeah, yeah, in October. I mean, 
I think I think it passes all those. And in uh, the the fact that if and this is such a uh, I don't want to say leap. It's a no. It's a leap because it's Sajulayev, and there's a host of other guys. But if you have twice dethroned someone who will look back and say this is one of the I don't know one of the best to ever do it, certainly one of the yeah. ten best to ever do it, if not uh, a higher yeah. list than that, then man, that's that's really a- out of control. So for sure. Um, you yeah, know the other one that's I mean metal, yeah, yeah. Jaden is someone we thought would be going into this all timer discussion right now, and then just with the miss, not showing up on time, and all of a sudden, you know, he's kind of out of the mix a little bit. Who knows? Maybe he wins his third world title in October. We are just in, we're in a really great era for American wrestling. Is kind of where I don't want to say we're spoiled, but we are in a very fun time. I mean, what you just think about the twenty. 2009, 2010 to 11 teams. Those were just like, that was so sad. It was just like, we are, we're just not close. And Burroughs really shifted the momentum for us. And then, uh, the, the, the number of medals we've been able to get and we're going to continue to get, and we're only going to get better. If you don't judge, if you go by like greatest American wrestler of all time, but include like impact, Burroughs is ahead yeah. of those guys. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't around during John Smith's era, so it's hard to say what impact he had. Because obviously those those teams were really good. Uh, you know, 84, you're say you're going to discount, but the 88, 92, 96 teams were really good. And I think we could also look at some socioeconomic factors, um, uh, you know, for some of those teams, because I think the splitting up, I think the splitting up of the, the Soviet split Union, of the Soviet Union, yeah. ninety one, but that that made them worse for a while because there was extreme poverty and disorganization yeah. for a handful of years, and then obviously as you get into the early to mid two thousands, um, they all found natural gas and it became a very wealthy country. A lot of those became very wealthy countries, and they're all fielding really really good teams, and so that makes it tougher for a while. And then they were obviously all using, uh, I would say, a lot of uh, PEDs, and then they kind of got busted. So, you know, there's a lot of factors in how good that area of wrestling, that area of the world is sent to the world uh, championships as far as wrestlers is concerned. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to some questions before we, uh, before we depart. Um, All right. Let's do it. From Wicked Scepter, which is uh, this person sounds like uh, someone that likes Dungeons and Dragons or something. I don't know what that is, but uh, what's the latest word on Nikki textbooks? Nikki freestyle, <laughs> Nikki sunshine. Um, man, I, you know, I'm certain there's been significant interest in Nick. Uh, I know they're listening to, you know, various schools. I think there's a couple in mind. Uh, which Christian ones gun, they gun are? Where's it going? Aren't for me to say. I think gun to my head. You know what I think happens? I think he. Here's it all out. I think that, and then eventually he's like, nah, I'm not going back. I'm going to make this world team. I'm going to try to win worlds and I'm not going to fool the school again. That's what I think deep down well, is going to happen. I don't think does, he's necessarily going back. Does Gilman winning a world medal change it? Because if Gilman wins the world medal, then he's the representative for um, the team in worlds. October also. Would that change it? It could. It could because maybe be like, all right, I can't make a world team. But then again, why not go 61? You're 133 NCAA champion. Um, I don't. I mean, he obviously doesn't feel like that's his best weight class. I don't think he's never wrestled there freestyle wise, has he? 
Well, he's entered like <laughs> very few freestyle yeah. tournaments ever. So it's like a really small um, body of work there on the freestyle side. But he, he did a whole mm-hmm. season at he's an NCAA champion at 133, which is basically yeah. 61. So sure. I don't know. I think he'd probably look at that. But I think, gun to my head, I think he stays training, Sunkiss, Perry, tries to win world and Olympic titles. That's what, that's what I think. Now, if I have a gun to Nick's head, I'm saying you're going back in your, I don't care where you go, but you're going 125 pounds in your wrestling Spencer Lee. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I want to ah, see that. There you go. That'd be fun. <laughs> that would be, I think that would, I think you could say if, so there's never been a higher rated NCAAs than the 2013 Dake Taylor yes. finals. Yeah. I think if there's a match that could, surpass it i think it's that i think spencer suriano while spencer's going for his fourth saturday night ncaa finals but nick suriano vision quest he cut down he's taking out the guy like, that's what i'm saying that's i know what I'm saying. yeah it's the like, biggest that's, biggest yes, thing it's an ever. incredible story yeah th- i think that would surpass i think i could su- yeah. potentially surpass um the dake taylor thing because you got because what you have is a, a, an iowa guy that you know most or second most popular program going for his fourth title maybe one of the he could be the biggest name in iowa wrestling history like he's he's entering that strata right and he would be the first four-time national champion uh then you've got this enigma this guy and and really where this guy goes you know nick surround is a guy that can balance the can shift the scales for the team race as well as so there's gonna be all kinds of juice going into this so Nine different things need to happen, but if you get Saturday night Nick Suriano versus Spencer Lee, I think the ratings record will fall because wrestling's mm-hmm. uh, more popular now, I would say, than it was in 2013. But the magnetism of Date going for four versus this, the reigning Hodge uh, going for trying to dethrone him is insane. I don't know if Suriano Lee would be able to bump it above that. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. I, I'll say this. Um, Dake Taylor is a bigger match, and I think will always be. I think that is just a um an all. But is there is there even more um eyes on the sport of wrestling than there was at that time? And I, I think the answer to that would probably be yes. I th- that's what I'm saying. That answer is yes, but yet Dake Taylor, I feel like is just going to have a level of magnitude and prestige that is different because we're going to look back look back look at how we view david taylor's nca career it's just like just one of the best ever and we're not going to look back at nick soriano as having one of the best nca careers he's gonna be no. uh you know a, obviously amazing good. if he never wrestled another match you know three-time finalist potentially two-time champ at most you know that's that's rarefied but that's not a top 10 or top, top 20 career even Correct. so yes. not i don't know funny is the right word but just absurd that david taylor is just a two-time NCAA champion. I know. <laughs> I mean, he only lost uh, three matches. Three? Yes. Three matches. Two of them to someone who, I mean, I don't know if David Taylor's unlucky because he's got, he's got it really good. But, um, you know, the fact that his career overlapped with, with Dake. And, but I guess he did have the Bubba thing his, his freshman year. But yeah, still, um, I guess a lot of people could, could say that about hitting, hitting a David Taylor or hitting Kyle Dake in their career. He stopped a... More than a couple guys from from winning, but anyway, good question there on Nikki textbooks, and then we somehow got on uh, Dake Taylor. Uh, 
Mason wants to know about this thoughts on the Simone Biles withdrawal. Kind of gave it. Um, yeah, we gave it. When will we see, when will we see Olympic brackets? We will see them after weigh-ins, right? I don't think they come. They don't come mm-hmm. out before. Um, people, uh, you know, I put, I tweeted a picture of JD yesterday. A lot of lot of thoughts on his fashion sense, <laughs> which is you know the talk of the I town. The T-shirt I don't know was too big for him. JD, All of his shirts are huge. He wears t-shirt. like two X T-shirts. Well, why? What's uh, the deal? I like room I to breathe. It. I don't know. I, uh, you know, I just don't like some room to breathe. It. We were. This event was outdoors, and it was 100 degrees Hot, yesterday. Uh, you can't be wearing tight cotton shirts. You know, you got to wear some big, loose, flowy shirts. <laughs> He's wearing. Not only does he wear giant two X shirts where the sleeves come down past his elbows, he goes about four or five buttons <laughs> down. <laughs> So yeah. it's just like he looks like he looks like chest breathe. He looks like a narco's extra. Um, <laughs> with his, his glasses, he's always got he, he didn't he didn't break out the rings or his uh, little watch, but uh, yeah, always. Someone wants to know how JD keeps the ladies at bay. Ten Dri- foot pole. A hog. Ten foot pole. He's beating them off yeah. um, with a ten foot pole. Um, next thing. Um, well, thank you, Will the Thrill Band. No questions. Just wishing negative tests and thanks. Travel safe travels. I appreciate that. Um, next question. Uh, Chael Sonnen called Rezi Azdani the Persian Puma on uh, Ryan Warner's podcast. It's nice. He's the Leopard of Jabor. Yes, that that that's what he's. No, I thought that was uh, the other Yazdani. Oh. Reza, Reza is the 97 kilogram guy that beat Oh, that's Garner. the short like one. Like the OG. Yes, the short one. Yes, the OG. Yeah, is, yeah. Yeah, the yeah he's the leopard of whatever that is. Correct. Well, Listen. you know, Chael sometimes does his own things, and then he just says, there's no way we can ever prove him wrong. It's, that's it's my weird. favorite favorite bit of his. He's like, there's just no way to know. That's the crazy thing about it. We'll never, we'll never know if Kyle Dake and Reese Humphrey wrestled in the NCAA finals or semifinals. Um, mm-hmm. He's got a new show. Um by the way, they were pumping it really hard on the UFC broadcast. I need to, yes. I need to check it. Have you watched it yet? I, I have not watched it yet. I'm sorry, Chael. It's okay. <laughs> um, you could just say you watched it, and there's no way for I him to find I, out. I, can't, I, I watch every second of it. There's no way we'll ever know if I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Great show. Uh, let me see. Anything else here before we depart? Who's my favorite Russian and why is it Alan Gelagayev? It is Alan Gelagayev. Uh, because he was just uh he was kinda like no other heavyweight I've ever seen. And he was coming out and what if? I love I love that how Alan came and obviously he had the neutral skills, but he you could tell he spent so much time on his craft to become a folk style wrestler because he was, he was tilting up like a Bobby Telford's. He was doing very folk style specific stuff. Yeah. He figured out how to get on bottom. You just saw a guy that didn't just try to rest on his freestyle laurels and really learned the, the American folk style game and became a true folk styler who added in all this insane slickness and uh, ability that you just, you didn't see you weren't seeing guys throw like this. You weren't seeing them at any weight class. Then you've got a heavyweight that's bombing, you know, all these elite wrestlers. And I don't know. I just thought he was all. I mean, this is a guy that majored Tony Nelson. Um, this is a guy that, that you know, he, he had a lot of really good wins. So he's, he's my favorite uh, Russian. Nice. For sure. 
He's the man. Um, Mine's probably Sargage. Oh, you better be joking. Who's your favorite Russian, Ben? Hmm, probably I would say Satiev or Kudakov. Yes. I think Very fun one I like to watch. I like Satiev. He was... There was a really sick highlight of Satiev on, I remember seeing it on Instagram, but then I couldn't remember who shared it. It was not you guys and it wasn't UWW, and I was trying to show someone a move from it, and I couldn't find it again. It was really annoying me. Yeah, I've, you remember? I've seen you some, but I'm me? not... I, no, no help. I can't help you. JD, how do I search that on Instagram? Instagram what, tough. highlights? Yeah. It was honestly... It was a it was highlight video someone shared with me, and I couldn't find it again. Not Mirror Motion? Um, well, there's a good chance it was an international account, and then you have to remember if it was Iranian or Russian, and then you have to look up how to spell Satiev's name in Russian, and then uh, put that in the search bar on Instagram. <laughs> all right okay, all right yeah. well we're gonna get the heck yeah. out of here uh Jay, i will when see we you guys talk to you again christian man soon soon i don't know when but soon <laughs> i'm gonna try to call in as much as i can maybe i'll call in tomorrow for like 10 minutes because i'm just getting go, getting to the airport maybe just a quick check-in on the show um i would like to do that uh yeah i'm going andy hamilton and i are going we're gonna try to you know, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, we'll try to keep you uh, give you a feel what it's like on the ground in Tokyo. I'm looking very forward to it. Looking forward to the wrestling. Look forward to see what you guys do back here. We'll be watch partying it up. Watch party in the USA. Thank you all so much, and uh, we will see you next time. Goodbye.